Benjamin Tilton, the captain of the whaleship Alexander from San Francisco, was in the final month of a whaling trip. He and the captains of the Orca, the Belvedere, the Jesse H. Freeman, and the Rosario were convinced that they would have a few more weeks of fair weather to fill their holds before heading south. The Alexander and other vessels were hunting for bowhead whales. The weather had been excellent, enabling them to catch scores of the mammoth creatures, enough to provide tons of the bowhead's enormous bones, which were turned into profitable, commonly used items such as buggy whips, clothespins, carriage wheels, pie cutters, and most important of all, the corset stays that helped women throughout the world enhance their figures. It was only the 1st of September, 1897, yet, without warning, the temperature plunged dramatically and heavy ice came sweeping in from far out at sea. So much ice formed in the north off Point Barrow, Alaska, that the ships were forced to lay anchor to wait for favorable winds to drive the ice away. The winds that Captain Tilton had silently prayed for came, but they were hardly favorable. With them they brought a whole new, unbroken pack of ice, a mile and a half long and a half a mile wide. Looking out at the ice, which now seemed to stretch on forever, and then over the first mate's shoulder, Tilton noticed what the officer had entered in his log. We have to get out. The ice is bad this year. The weather was not the only thing troubling Tilton. He was outraged at the behavior of the other captains. From the moment they had become icebound, they had taken to gathering aboard the Belvedere for a continuous round of drinking parties. This went on for several days, James Allen, one of the engineers aboard the Freeman, would later write. The captains didn't pay much attention to the ice or to anything else during their parties. They didn't regard the situation as serious. They reckoned that when a nor'easter came, it would drive the ice out again. A few days later came the northeast wind, and oh boy, she blew, believe me. But the ice never moved. These partying captains now commenced to realize that their ships were in a dangerous position. As Tilton knew, Spending a winter in the ice meant surviving months of almost 24-hour-a-day darkness and temperatures that plummeted to as far as 60 degrees below zero. It meant never knowing when the ice would suddenly move with a force that could splinter a ship beyond recognition. And that was far from all. The whale ships had expected to leave the Arctic by mid-November. None of them carried nearly enough food and other supplies to sustain the men through the winter. Captain Tilton was determined to get himself out of this icy trap. Fortunately, his ship was imprisoned in a spot where the ice was not yet quite as thick as that surrounding the other vessels. Like most of the other ships, the Alexander was part of a whole new breed of whaling vessels, powered by steam as well as sail. On September 4th, Tilton ordered the men in charge of the engine room to give him as much steam as possible. Then, for the next eighteen hours, he stood watch as the Alexander continually rammed the ice with as much speed as it could gather. Back and forth we went, Chief Engineer Michael McKinnon later recalled, and every succeeding crash seemed to us down below as though it would be our last. It did not seem possible that wood and iron could stand the strain much longer. The ship not only survived the eighteen-hour ordeal, but also managed to forge a channel through the ice pack and out to the open sea. I can tell you, McKinnon later exclaimed, when we saw open water before us, we were a happy set of men. Captain Tilton was, of course, relieved as well, but he hardly felt like celebrating. 
for he was leaving behind four ships and four full crews that were hopelessly stranded in the most hostile environment possible. Not only stranded, but also facing starvation. Tilton was aware that three other ships, the Fearless, the Genie, and the Newport, had been steaming toward Point Barrow as well. And there was yet another member of the fleet, the Wanderer, that had been whaling some distance apart from the other vessels. Although he couldn't see these four other ships, he suspected that they were now locked somewhere in the ice as well. He had to get the Alexander back to its home port of San Francisco as quickly as possible to let people know what had taken place at Point Barrow. In total, there were eight whale ships and about three hundred men stranded in the farthest northern point in America. With the Arctic waters freezing over more solidly every day, no ship could possibly get to Point Barrow to rescue them. And...